1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of It Ain't Weak to Speak. My name is Sam Webb, and I'm here to share some of the most epic conversations I get to have with some of the most fascinating people on our planet. Every episode is dedicated to elevating the conversation around mental health because It Ain't Weak to Speak. I'm a massive believer that a conversation could change and save a life for the better. Thank you for joining me on this journey. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode on the podcast. Now, listen to this. It is episode number 78 on the podcast. I hope that you guys have been tuning into the podcasts that have happened recently. If you missed out on the last podcast, it was unbelievable. If you very interested in diets and food and what you put in your body and all that sort of stuff. Get on to the last episode with David Gillespie. He was talking about the harmful effects that sugar has on our bodies. Even more harmful, he seems to think, based on research and evidence and that sort of stuff than like things like saturated fats and cholesterol and all that sort of stuff. So really interesting podcast. Hopefully today's podcast, you're going to be absolutely glued to I'm bringing you another Webs of Wisdom episode. Today's episode is going to be all about how to reframe rejection so it makes you stronger, stronger as a human, stronger as a person, better as a person, better as a human, I should say, and all around able to cope with it moving forward. Because as you know, rejection is inevitable in life, whether it's relationships, whether it's work-related, whether it's personal, whether it's our own rejection we place on ourselves based on our own goals and expectations that we set for ourselves in life. I think one thing we must acknowledge is the importance of feeling and understanding that we must acknowledge the pain that we experience when we go through things like rejection, which is part of what I'll be speaking about today. But before we get into the episode, welcome back onto the show. Thanks for being here with me. I'm very grateful for your support, for living, obviously for the podcast Thanks for all of your feedback and support over the years. Living certainly wouldn't be where it is today without the support that we get from people from all walks of life. And I'm saying that literally because we do and we speak with people all around Australia, obviously. But we are reaching, you know, in excess of 10 to 15 countries around the world. Not only with this podcast, but across our social media platform, website, traffic and all that sort of stuff and people who purchase our living apparel so that it can break the stigma around mental health and support those people living in silence as we speak. But if you want to learn more about the podcast or if you want to learn more about Livin, head to www.liven.org. All the details are in the show notes. You can definitely head there anytime that you want. So let's get straight to the podcast today then, shall we? Rejection. All right now. The elephant in the room, rejection. There's no way around it. Rejection, whether it's in your personal life or it's in your professional life, it can be as tough as it is inevitable. Anytime I experience rejection, and this is personally big or small, I always find myself wondering how anyone is supposed to handle something so debilitating. So I went and did some research and I've spent a fair bit of time with this During my life, obviously now leading up to this podcast, but also with the work that I do in my professional life with living, obviously, but then acting and public speaking and all of that type of area. I mean, those things carry rejection almost every single time I submit an audition. I'm dealing with a no or I just don't get a response. And rejection can be your best teacher and it can be your best trainer, but it does require listening to the why objectively and growing from there if you get feedback as to why you might have been rejected. Now, it is easier said than done, don't get me wrong, but the more rejections that you experience in your life, whether it's a huge rejection or whether it's small, if you can weather these and you can weather them well, the more you realize that it shapes you into a better, more compassionate and stronger person, it might just be the best thing that can happen to you. But it really is all dependent on how you allow yourself to grow from it and how you acknowledge and perceive yourself after the fact. So on that note, what I've done is I've done a little bit of research and I've mixed in with that my own lived experiences throughout you know, the last 34 years of my life. And I'm trying to put them into some takeaways, some simplified takeaways so that you can implement into your own life so that you can live better and you can reframe rejection so that it makes you a better person and you're stronger overall. So the first thing is, I believe, one of the most important things because rejection truly sucks. It hurts. It definitely hurts. So what we must do is we must acknowledge the pain. Now, you may also be experiencing a range of different emotions, things like sadness, shocked, loneliness, anger, you feel ashamed, maybe you're in, you know you're embarrassed or you're jealous or you're humiliated or you're a bit confused or you're lost or you feel unwanted or you don't feel valued. Whatever it is, your feelings are valid and you can freely acknowledge them. No matter what anyone else thinks or believes, I want you to stop right here, right now. And if you're dealing with rejection or it's something that's fairly new, and this is hitting home for you, I want you to acknowledge that pain. I want you to really sit in that pain and feel it. Feel what it feels like. Physically, emotionally, and spiritually, I want you to sit with it. And also remember that these feelings, they will not last forever. Even if it feels like that currently, I can tell you right now, they don't last forever. But a very, very important thing to note is I don't want you to wallow in your pain, all right? I've seen it time and time again, and I've experienced myself where you're kind of in the dumpsters and you're beating yourself up and you just can't get over it, and you're just wallowing in this negativity and this pain. At some point, you're going to have to close the lid on the rejection box. Find a good process for embracing and experiencing your disappointment your frustration, your sadness, your anger, and then work to move forward from it. How you feel is an essential part of you, but it's not the only part. As a human being, you deserve to move on. Now, this next one is one that I've probably dealt with mainly in my own life and uncovering a bunch of research, something that I feel like most people struggle with but i need you to remember that this is not personal rejection is not personal work rejections for example they can make you feel like you know the road to success is insurmountable and in work environments it's you know it's important to know that many factors contribute to a rejection for example right a publishing house may already have an author writing similar stories or the company may have decided to go with an internal candidate as opposed to hiring you and Almost invariably, the rejection is not because you weren't good enough as a person, it's because you simply weren't the right person for the job at the time. It's kind of like me when I look at my acting auditions. You know, sometimes when I submit an audition, you know, I might have done a really good take and it was a really great way I, you know, I portrayed the character, but the way I looked wasn't what they had in mind. Maybe the look of that specific character it didn't have curly, short brown hair. Maybe he was blonde and he was a surfer guy, and maybe I just didn't look like it. So it's not personal. So, when it comes to, then on the other hand, we can look at, you know, romantic relationship rejection. Now, I believe this is probably one of the most painful types of rejection. It literally cuts to the very heart of who we are as individuals and how attractive we deem ourselves to be. And no one is exempt. The person you had feelings for, maybe just told you over text, they didn't want to pursue anything romantically with you.
0: Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com.
1: So you sit there and you feel terrible. And the first thing you're probably feeling and thinking is, oh, I need a change. Your thoughts weren't like, oh, I deserve better, or he's clearly an idiot, or she's clearly not for me. Or onwards and upwards I go. But instead, you're probably thinking, I'm not good enough. I need to get better. Your self-worth is being stunned. Rejection has smashed your self-worth. And here you are questioning who you are as a person. You know, with the benefit of hindsight, I know this is all wrong. But at the time, you know, when I've been through, you know, romantic rejection as a young guy growing up, I was certain of my own supposed shortcomings. I wasn't good enough. I wasn't fit enough. I needed a different job and maybe need to change my hair was my personality, right? And, you know, I acted on some of those misguided beliefs in a bid to shape myself into a version of myself that I deemed more dateable and there was nothing anyone or anything could do or say that would change my mind. I didn't know how to pull myself out of this pit of self-loathing that this rejection had absolutely pulled me down into But as time as we know, it's a great healer. And eventually, you know, I did reclaim my self-worth. So now I reflect on those moments and I look at them as, you know, you're not being rejected, the actual relationship is. And if our partner ends the relationship, it's because something in the relationship wasn't working for them rather than something purely in us. And it can be really empowering to separate our sense of self from the combined self that we become when we bond with other people. So look at it this way. When someone maybe breaks up with you or says no to taking the relationship to another level or on a date or whatever it may be, it's not necessarily you as a person that's being turned down. It's the relationship that's being rejected. We also need to realize that you know, rejection is never entirely personal. It's often reflective of key needs or wants that aren't being met with a mutual dynamic. And that's what I've learned in my life. Now, you've all heard of the word compartmentalize. Now, this is one of the best ways to handle rejection, professional or personal. It is to put it into its rightful place, lock the key and throw it away and leave it there. Professional rejection can get you down, you know, especially if you really wanted that promotion or a new job or whatever it may have been. But What's done is absolutely done. You don't want to give the rejection the power to impact the rest of your life or even the rest of the day do. You don't want to change the way you feel and think about yourself. It doesn't deserve that power. You know, and for some people who deal with compartmentalizing, that means whether you screenshot screenshotting the rejection letter or you're putting into a folder or you're printing it out and never looking at it again, maybe for others, it means deleting the email or Blocking someone or something on text messages or throwing it away. Rejection stings. I'm telling you right now, we all know it hurts. I'm not going to shy away from that. But finding ways to keep your feelings about the rejection separate from your feelings about everything else will make it easy to move on and it will make it easy to continue being the happy, great person that you are. Reframing rejection as a learning opportunity is definitely a lot easier said than done. Don't get me wrong, but taking a new perspective allows you to turn the rejection into an opportunity of learning. How could you have handled yourself differently? What role might you have played in the situation? And how you can improve in your next conversation, relationship, interview, job application is what you're going to really grow from. You know, if you practice self-care and good self-care and you work through your feelings rather than avoiding them and you practice healthy coping mechanisms, you're going to heal a lot quicker than if you simply skip the grief. And on the back of reframing into an opportunity, I always like to try and empathize with the other person. You know, when we get rejected, it, it can feel like the person is out there to get us, right? They're out there to harm us. They're cruel. They're intentionally trying to bring us down. And rationally, you know that isn't always the case. Take a moment to think about, you know, how the other person may be feeling. It can be very helpful in managing a rejection and an expectation. For example, does your boss have their hands tied about promoting you? Is your close friend trying to let you down easy because they don't want to hurt you? Rejection is not faceless and people don't tend to reject others for no reason at all. That's for sure. One of the best qualities, I believe, is the ability to see the goodness and the humanity in other people. Use that to your advantage. Practice love, be love, show love. You know, reflecting on the other person's motivations will help you put the rejection into context. And it might even minimize some of the catastrophizing thoughts that you may have going off in your own head. Many rejections really are the result of elements and factors way beyond all of our control. On that note, and to close this, I want to leave you with a couple of final thoughts. Now, rejections are not always bad. No matter how they make you feel in the very moment, they can even prove to be excellent catalysts for inspiring you to be better, try harder, dream bigger. So lean into that part of the experience and remain positive, you know, rather than allowing yourself to feel down for longer than you really need to. Try to think of rejection, as we've mentioned, as an opportunity to reflect and to self-analyze. Something you didn't want to happen has happened, but if you handle the rejection effectively, you can emerge as a better person of yourself. For instance, you could see this as an opportunity to find a partner that embraces all of you or to create a professional future for yourself where your skills are respected and valued and appreciated. One rejection might just be the first step on a brand new journey for yourself. Rejections are inevitable in life, and as human beings, this can impact the way we see ourselves in the world. And after rejection, we often wonder if all the hard work we've put into a career or a loved one, does it really matter? Of course it does. So allow the strength of your emotional well-being to guide you through these challenging moments in your life, to lift you back up, and to help you forge that pavement for an even better future for yourself, because the world is your oyster. And as I love to always say, we're going to the top. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys listening to another episode on the podcast. If you like this episode, I'd love you to share it. Share it with your friends. Share it with people who need to hear this podcast. Tag me in your stories if you're listening to it. Tag Livin. And I'll be definitely reaching out to you personally to thank you for your time. Please don't forget to rate and review the podcast. It will literally take you five seconds there is a link in the show notes. I would love if you could do that because if we can climb the podcast charts with this podcast series, we can help more people. We can reach people in different areas of this world that might not normally have access to this kind of content. And that's what this is all about, saving one life and helping one life one day at a time. Big love, everyone. Take care. Until next time, I'll speak to you soon. Thank you for listening in to another episode of It Ain't Weak to Speak. Please subscribe to the show and help us climb the charts so that we can attract new listeners and change more lives. If you found something very useful in this episode, please share and spread the love to as many people as you can. Don't forget to leave a review or a comment so that we can grow this community together because a conversation can save a life. If you want to continue this chat, Please join me on the podcast Facebook group at livin.org. I can't wait to share the next episode with you. But in the meantime, we're going to the top. And remember, it ain't weak to speak.
0: Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra.